Well, long time no see, Father. Did you miss me? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> I saw you yesterday. You did. <laughs> you saw me yesterday. Yeah. All is well. All is all is well. All. All. Well, I was inspired before coming today. Oh, really? Yes. What was the inspiration? Jeff Cavins. Ooh, I like Jeff Cavins. We love Jeff Cavins. So, folks, Jeff Cavins, he's pretty amazing. Jeff Cavins has been at the evangelization game for a long time. Game isn't really the right word, is it? No. But like, okay, if, if we're talking about different things that you can do, like I've, I've been in this for a long time, I've been doing it. So, like, so mm-hmm. kind of common parlance maybe says it, it's a game, but evangelization is deadly serious business. Yes. Is that too much? No, that's right. Because I remember when I was a missionary. Eternally serious business. <laughs> <laughs> they, they said, you guys know that when you became missionaries, you have a, like a thing on the back of your, on your back that says, it's a target for the devil. There's some truth to that. Yeah. He yeah. goes, be prepared. You are now evangelists. You are now targets of the enemy. Yeah. Well, one of the things I love about Jeff Cavins is that for so long, he's been especially promoting the study of scripture. I love it. Yeah. Perhaps best known for the Bible timeline, which Can he we, has, he has done so much with the Bible timeline too. Yes. Like, and, and what I think is, is great with him is that he didn't just create the Bible timeline as a, as a Bible study tool and program mm-hmm. and then leave it there. Mm-hmm. But he's consistently kind of updated it and figured out new ways to communicate it. So like when I was in high school, the, the Bible timeline was becoming a very popular thing for oh. parishes to do. I remember going all the way back to high school. In fact, okay. my mother joined the Bible timeline study group that they had at our parish when I was a kid. Oh. And then when she and dad moved down to Virginia in retirement, um, she gave me a whole bunch of stuff that they that they had uh, accumulated over the years and included in there was the binder the three ring binder of the Bible timeline and everything needs to be in print. Yeah. I mean, now the Bible timeline (laughs) is this really sleek card that you get as part of the DVD set and you don't even need to do the DVD set anymore. You can just stream it online, Mm -hmm. but he keeps communicating the the same truths, Mm -hmm. but he's finding new ways to do it. I really admire how he does it. And then he's like, he's continued to just be that, that voice encouraging people to do this. And so even though it's, it's kind of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. He's he's finding new ways to make it rich and beautiful. So I, I really admire what Jeff yeah. Cavins does and how and, he approaches things. And what he does is he has his personal experience and his personal conversion that he brings into this evangelization. Right. So he was raised Catholic, then started dating somebody around 18 who wasn't. And it was, um, was going to be his future mother-in-law. He didn't know. But his mother-in-law at this time. He was dating his future mother-in-law. Well, no, he wasn't dating. I didn't sorry, think that's what you wanted. Oh to say. no, that's not what I wanted to say. <laughs> when he was dating this girl, he was talking to his mom. Anyways, the mom had asked him, and she was her a faithful mom. Christian. Sorry, her mom had asked him. English isn't your first language. English is hard right now. <laughs> I can't use that excuse. All right, let's get it together. <laughs> what I want to say is that she, the mother, asked Jeff a question that changed the direction of his life. She asked him, do you, do you accept Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? And he was like, yeah, you know, sure, sure, sure. I go to church and stuff, but he, he never had a committed relationship with Jesus. Mm. And so her witness was actually the first time he'd actually seen the witness of a personal relationship with the Lord. So then he ended up getting married. He then, um, actually left the Catholic church. And I remember this is from one of his episodes in Bible in the year, which I really loved. Uh, he had a, 
I forgot what had happened at some point, but he had grown. He was a Protestant minister at this point, and he had a conversation with I, the I bishop. I forgot that he that he was a Protestant minister. Yeah, he was a Protestant minister. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's Ooh. the most important part of this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was a Protestant minister, and somehow I, I forgot when, had a conversation with the local bishop at that time, just kind of saying like, I'm going to step the away. The local Catholic bishop. The local Catholic bishop of the diocese he was in. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a step away. And... Step away from from the church, the just Catholic church, the Catholic church, because he was trying to understand it, and it wasn't happening. And the bishop prophetically told him, "When you are ready, you will come back and teach your people." And so he spent the rest of his life. That's how he spent the rest of his well, life. So well, well, he came he's back. He's still alive. We shouldn't right, say sorry, the rest sorry. of his life. <laughs> That's how he has spent well, all the days saying. since. Right. So yeah. he. That had, was my lack that, of English. That was at that your moment. lack of. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I repent of teasing you. <laughs> I repent. I'm sorry. It's okay. See, this is what happens. This is what you sow. Uh, now you're reaping. Uh, but it just. It was his love of scripture. And so this love of scripture, which led him to love of the church. Yeah. And a re encountering of the scripture in a way that it actually led him back to the Catholic church. The Catholic church is scriptural. It is the church that Jesus founded. Wow. And so, um, you when know, you listen to him, you see his excitement over it. Um, because in scripture, the church was revealed to him again. Yeah. yeah. So it would be really cool if we had him here. Yeah. Be awesome. If at this moment we could reveal that he was here with us in studio or that he, was, he was joining Havens. us via Skype or something like that. It'd be so cool if we could reveal that. He's not here. We're, we're not he doesn't one know. Of those he doesn't people. know us. He doesn't know us. No, we have tens of listeners. He has millions. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So we're, on the Hallow app, I, so I, I, I use it regularly. Hallow. That's H-A-L-L-O-W. Hallow. The number Hallow one app. Catholic meditation app yep. ever. They don't pay us. We're just going to advertise them. Because it's really awesome. <laughs> so they recently started adding This is daily... an ad-free podcast, but we're going to every <laughs> once in a while make an ad for Catholic things. And, and we also... And hope that you enjoy it. As I look at a box of Skinny Pop in front of us, which <laughs> is actually Pop. filled with Catholic books. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> you said we're doing advertisements now. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it takes. <laughs> so what I was saying. You got me distracted. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, the hallow app. Thank Jeff you. Cavins. The hallow app. So the hallow app has daily reflections with Jeff Cavins and it's, it's pretty great. Seven minutes. I usually listen to it on a drive and it'll take the daily gospel reading that is read by Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus on the chosen TV series. The chosen. That's the chosen.com. <laughs> I think it's the chosen.com. Right? I think it's the yeah. chosen. Okay. Dot TV. Dot TV. Yeah. Is it dot TV? The chosen. Well, the chosen is a, it's a free app. Yeah. Get Go three check it seasons out. of Jesus Go check and the it apostles. Out. Okay, again, not we're not being paid for this, <laughs> but we're happy to advertise it. Okay, so Jonathan Rumi oh reads the gospel, yes. and Jeff Cavins gives a reflection. And when I'm Jeff, sorry, when I'm not Jeff helping today. Cavins, no, you're not. When Jeff Cavins gives a reflection, it's so it's so great because it's um, it definitely you still have examples of like when he was a Protestant minister of just like we're gonna use like this crazy example and then I'm gonna associate it and apply it to your life, but. I learned so much from it and I really appreciate that he like he's using that gift and you know I'm able to listen to that every morning. Sure. So that is what I am inspired to talk about. It's something that he had mentioned today in uh based off today's gospel reading, but more the idea of God having a plan for your life. But I want to title this talk The Distribution of the Father. The distribution mostly because that was the title of, of his of his talk. Okay. Um but I want to set this up by actually just reading the first paragraph of the catechism and then get into a conversation of 
the gifts that we all receive by the Father, but it's not all the same. And in a way, we each have a plan in this. Um, God has a plan for each of us to to grow and, and to give and to use our gifts. Uh, but there's different ways in which each of us kind of experience those graces. And I'm, I'm going to bring up a thing that you had told me a couple years ago. Not everybody receives ooh, ooh, the same ooh. graces. Okay. All right. So this is, this is the first part. All right. So I'm just going to take it away. All right. So this is the prologue, best paragraph in all of the catechism. Father, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. God, our savior desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved than the name of Jesus. And then it continues, God infinitely perfect and blessed in himself and a plan of sheer goodness, freely created man to make him share in his own blessed life. For this reason, at every time and in every place, God draws close to man. He calls man to seek him, to know him, to love him with all his strength. He calls together all men scattered and divided by sin into the unity of his family, the church. To accomplish this, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son as redeemer and savior in his son. And through him, he invites men to become in the Holy Spirit his adopted children, and thus heirs of his blessed life. And when he read this, I'm honest, it's just so beautiful. Um, it pulls at my heartstrings. This is what the catechism does. It, I don't know if anyone else has this experience reading the catechism, but you're just like, it's a spiritual experience well, for me every so time he, I read something. And keep in mind what the catechism is doing. It's laying out for us the, the truths of our faith. Mm-hmm. And so the truth resonates in your heart. Yeah. It's supposed to resonate in your heart. When you hear something that, that's beep, true, beep, you, you know it to be true, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that keeps that, that, that is going to draw you in. Plus, it's it, it's enhancing your understanding of the truth mm-hmm. by, by expressing it in these different words and by kind of uh, giving it a context and giving it a, a shape and a color. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Awesome. So you have here in the first paragraph of the catechism, uh, the declaration and just this disclosing, like God has a plan for your life. You know, God in his plan wants to draw close to you, wants you to be filled with his divine life um, and how he calls all men together. And the one thing that I found really interesting is how the father draws all peoples, all nations to himself. And yet not everyone has the same gifts in order to, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go back to Paul in this, um, where the body is made up of different parts, but not everybody is the hand, not everybody is the the foot right. or, you know, the finger, all these things. And yet we all become one. Yeah. Though there are many gifts, we are all part of one body. Yeah. And those many gifts are distributed for the building up of the body. Right. Those many different gifts are given so that the body of Christ on earth, the church can be built up in unity. Mm-hmm. But it is also important, St. Paul reminds us, that each of those different gifts, each of those different parts plays their part and does not attempt to be another part. Mm-hmm. Recognizing the gift that has been given, then exercise that gift. Don't try to be another gift because then the gift that has actually been given to you 
ends up not being exercised. Right. And so, that means that the church is deprived of that that building up of grace. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of a quote by Carlo Acutis, who was recently, he's blessed, canonized? Blessed. Blessed. Okay, blessed. we're almost there yet. Yep. Who is an Italian teenage boy who is now a blessed? Um, he had this First amazing- millennial. Really? Mm-hmm. He is the first millennial. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, blessed Chiara Luce Pedano is the first Gen Xer. Oh. And blessed Carlo Acutis is the first millennial. Oh, right. He's actually my age, or yep. he would be. He would be your age. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, man, I need to grow in holiness. Yeah, right. Anyways. I, I feel that powerfully. <laughs> yeah. You're like this. Huh. What did he die? Like 16, I think? 17. 17. Think okay. 17. So, yeah. is, so is Chiara Luce. Yeah. She was only 17. Yeah. Well, okay. So he had got work to do. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) We're in our thirties and, uh, they, they've reached sanctity anyways. So, uh, one thing that he had said, he goes, everybody is born an original, but many die as a photocopy. Ooh, Mm -hmm. I like that. And so, yeah, you might, what does this mean? A personal application is that God has a personal, unique plan for your life. It's not going to look the same as someone else's, but how much of our life in this world do we kind of, we imitate because, because naturally that's what we do. We just take it on like, well, if I was just a little bit of this, it was a little bit more like this, then I'm going to be the person who I'm supposed to be. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. (laughs) Thank you. Because I was saying it in my head, but I wasn't going to sing it. I wish it was a little bit taller. It's great. It's fantastic. Classic, classic 90s kid right there. Yeah, okay. no, man, millennial, man. That's, this is yeah, what it is. Okay. Yeah, okay, let's never do that again. No, you did that. <laughs> Once again, this was you. I repent again. I repent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but it, it, it made me just, it just made me think is, yeah, like God gives gifts according, like to each of us individually. And one thing that I was thinking about as I was thinking about the, this is the title, the distribution of the father, how the father just gives, he loves all his children equally, mm-hmm. you know, and each of us are going to receive different, different gifts and that's okay. Like it doesn't have to look like the person next to me because I am loved. And if, if I fear that I'm not loved, then I'm going to enter into this comparison game where I start comparing my gifts and my favors to the person next to me or to the person um, that I think I I should be imitating because that seems like the only way. And one thing that I never even saw for myself was, I, I, I think I could say this, like I think I've been given gifts of evangelism. Like it, it it's amazing to see how it's kind of grown in my life and how the Lord has used my voice to um, to speak with people, to walk with people. It's, and what a privilege that is yes. to, to be in that position. Right. You know, and I think the longer you do ministry, the more you, you realize I don't deserve this. No, because this, this isn't for me. No, you know, the, I, I think a lot about that with, with priestly ministry, the, the situations that I've been in with people, uh, the intimate moments where, where God is so present to them or where they're so in need of God's grace that by rights, I don't belong there, mm-hmm. but because God's given me the gift of the priesthood to, to be part of that in that moment, it's not because of me on a personal level. Mm-hmm. It's entirely God's supernatural gift that's, mm-hmm. that's offered mm-hmm. through me to that family or to that person in, mm-hmm. in, in their particular need through your voice to, to reach somebody's heart and to speak to them. It's not because of you personally, mm-hmm. but what God has desired to do through you. Right. And I think what, when we recognize that we were able to see the gifts and see them as, uh, well, as gift, 
Right. And, and not as, as me. No. Not as my thing that I have done. Right. But rather as, as something entirely from God. And that helps us to, to remain in a place that's at least striving for some kind of humility. You know what gift I would have really liked? <laughs> Which one? Gift of administration. Why? <laughs> the gift of being able to just like organize and do things and. Nah. <laughs> nah. So it's. But here's where it's good. Here's where it's good. It's because, for example, we have C coming up and I was like, I need somebody who can do registration. I hate Excel sheets. Mm-hmm. And I was sure. like, Katie Cavazzini. I texted hey, her. Whoever it's and gotta she, be. That's why, and, I, and I realized like, you are given certain gifts. Not everybody's given all the gifts because you need each other. I think that, that's one of the challenges for priests is that most of us are not given the gift of administration. And yet, as parish priests, you are administrators. The call to to be administrators is is very much present, and that's that's one of the biggest frustrations. It's like I'm I'm not an administrator. I, mm. I don't I don't really truly have that that gift. I have a certain degree of it, mm-hmm. but not in the way that some priests have it mm-hmm. in spades. They're amazing at being organizers. I'm I'm not I'm not that way. Um, and try as I might, I feel like it's not a gift that's coming. <laughs> you know, now that that's that probably speaks more to my own weakness, my own laziness, my own failure. You just probably need to fast for a whole week and petition and prayer hey, and Thanksgiving, whatever it's going to take, and then receive um, this in. gift. <laughs> um, okay, Be so a beggar. here's something that I, I wanted I wanted to touch on with w- yes. what you're talking about with these gifts, because while it's true that God gives gifts to particular people gives a, per, a particular gift, maybe it, it's better for us. And I think this is uh, echoing St. Paul's language where he says the expression of that gift or the use of that gift is given in different ways to different people. Mm. Because in baptism, we receive all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. In confirmation, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are sealed within us, both the uh, the theological gifts of the spirit mm-hmm. and the charismatic gifts of the spirit, mm-hmm. right? So th- mm-hmm. those, those gifts of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit, then also like we have it, we have everything necessary for those gifts to be used, to be expressed, but not everyone receives the same expression of those gifts. Mm-hmm. So the charismatic gifts in particular, um, we have the capacity for all of them. Those, the charismatic gifts are the outward expression of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So like tongues, words of knowledge, uh, interpretation of tongues, that kind Healing, of stuff. Healing, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Those charismatic gifts are not necessarily given to everyone in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to some is given this expression of this gift. Mm-hmm. To some is given, we could say, the gift of administration. To some is given the gift of teaching. Uh, teaching. Exactly. Mm-hmm. However those gifts are distributed they're distributed always for one purpose, Mm -hmm. for the building up of the body of Christ on earth, the sanctification of God's holy people. Right. But all of us, and this is, so there's no contradiction here. All of us at the same time have received the fullness of the gifts of the spirit in baptism. And in baptism, we are grafted onto Christ. We are adopted sons and daughters of God. We're brought into that intimate relationship. And that is equal, Mm -hmm. regardless of who we are. Mm -hmm. Then, in the living out of the spiritual life, and this is where we come in, right? So every gift, every, everything that, that we do as, as a priest, as a, as a youth minister, as, as a, an evangelist, everything that we do in these, in these different things of our, of our lives is really an expression of God's gift to us, right? And we've, and we've got to strive to keep it always in, in that context and to recognize it's not because of me. This is, this is God at work. And yet, at the same time, again, no contradiction here, mm-hmm. just a, a simultaneous truth, there's a certain cooperation that needs to take place. Right. And so God has, has called me to do this. 
And these gifts of the Holy Spirit that were given to me, this gift of divine life that was given to me, now is entrusted to me. I mean, think of the, the rite of baptism, when the, the candle is handed on to the godparents and symbolically also to the parents through the godparents. Mm. The light of Christ is entrusted to them. And this light, we say to the godparents, is entrusted to you to be kept burning brightly. Mm. So to the parents, the light of Christ's life that was given to the child is now being entrusted to them to cultivate and to keep going. Mm -hmm. And then there's that certain point where once the child can do this themselves, it's to them. So for each of us, we come to a point in our lives where the faith has to become our own yeah. and where our living out of the faith has to become our own. And those gifts of the spirit that we received in baptism, those gifts of the spirit that were sealed in us in confirmation, now it's up to us to start to live them out mm -hmm. and to cultivate them and to open ourselves up to God's grace so that those gifts can be unlocked, so that those gifts can be manifested, so that those gifts can mature in us. Yeah. So here's here's the another layer that sometimes we can get really caught up with is we can get so caught up with the gifts and forget about the giver. Yeah. Because it goes back to the first line of the catechism, God infinitely perfect and blessed in himself and a plan of, plan of sheer goodness freely created man to make him share in his own blessed life. The gifts are just an extra. Yeah. The big part, and this was a line that he had said, he goes, sometimes Jeff in our, Cavins. Jeff Cavins, Jeff Cavins, he, Jesus, he, the father. <laughs> um, no, Jeff Cavins said this. this, this he this, had this really this good line. Jesus he said, said we can grasp at creation and not at the creator. So we can grasp for the, the gifts that this world has to offer and not grasp at the creator. Um, or in another way, like we can grasp for the things that the Lord has to give us. Um, and forget about the giver. Yeah. Because that true. that's that's the part that is gonna satisfy your heart. And that's the thing that we're longing for. I mean, it's amazing that the Lord allows us to use these gifts and work with him. And it's a privileged experience to to sanctify to be part of the sanctification of the church. Right. Like that's awesome. That's so cool. But if you never talk to Jesus then you're just going to burn out. Yeah. If you don't have that, um, that place to rest and, and be poured into and just sit with the Lord and be known by the Lord, then the gifts, you're just, you're just a clanging symbol. You're doesn't, you feel that sometimes too, don't you? That's why I'm saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I remember parts of my oh, life man. where you can just, now you become so dependent on the gifts and you're like, and the Lord's like, when's the last time you talked to me? Yeah. I'm right here. I just, I just want to talk to you. I just want to be with you. Gifts are extra. It's very true. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, and it's easy to fall into that, uh, because of the gift that's been given, mm -hmm. then I've been called into this thing, mm -hmm. into this particular responsibility, mm -hmm. living out that responsibility. The gift doesn't get taken away. No, God the, never the takes away his inheritance. The gift remains there. Right? Yeah. But called into this particular ministry, this particular use of the gift, mm -hmm. it's very easy to get just caught up in, in so many other things, mm -hmm. other stuff that's going on. And with that yeah. other stuff that's going on, um, to forget to return and ask for the gift to be refreshed and renewed, uh, replenished. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of living off of the, off the gift, mm -hmm. but you don't realize how depleted you're becoming in that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and then, and then there's, there's also the, the need sometimes to have other people who share the gift with you. 
yeah. you, with whom you can work or right. where complementary gifts are needed. So right. God gives all these different gifts, but there's, there's a complementarity in those gifts. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have everything necessary to take care of the parish as an example. I, I don't have it. You're not super Sam. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I, I was Superman several times as a child for Halloween. Oh, you were? Yes, yes. Superman oh. is, is, has always been a, a special favorite of mine. I was always uh, a witch, but I digress. Well, <laughs> well, no. <laughs> um, look at your nails. I mean, <laughs> they're long and witchy. Oh, my gosh. They're not that insane. No, they're not. They're not. They're very oh cool. Oh, my you're, gosh. You're, like, well, we said this a couple Ooh. weeks ago. You're, nails are very, very cool. That was, that was good though. That was a good one, right? That was yeah, good. That was, All okay. Right. No, no, no. Let's, let's look at this. Okay. I don't have everything necessary to take care of the parish. Yeah. I by myself can't do it. Um, but I am very blessed because in the parish and, and for example, our parish staff, we have people on this parish staff, yourself included, whose gifts and talents and whose way of living in the gifts that the Lord has given to them mm-hmm. complement the gifts that I have. Mm-hmm. and make up for the gifts that I do not have. Mm. And so there, there's this, this sharing of the responsibility because I lack so many gifts mm. that is made up for by God's providence, by God's goodness in those other gifts that other people have. And this is, I think, again, where we see what St. Paul is talking about when he speaks about the spiritual gifts. These different gifts are given and the manifestations of these gifts are given in different ways, but always for one purpose, mm-hmm. for the building up of the body of Christ. No gift is given for the individual's personal benefit or fame. Right. So a gift is not given like so that I can look really good. <laughs> a gift is not given so that attention can be called to me. Right. Right. You do not have these gifts so that people will look at you and think about Paula. Mm -hmm. You have these different gifts so that people will look at you and be reminded of Jesus. Right, right. That's the whole point of every good spiritual gift. Yes. And it's always for the building up of others. Now think of this for like a family, right? The parents have particular gifts in Mm -hmm. their professions and their jobs. And what's it for? It's not just for their professional success, Mm -hmm. but it's for the building up of their family, for Mm -hmm. for providing for their children and for future generations. Um, You could even say this would be maybe be a little bit more of a dangerous thing to say, but that the the gifts of a particular worker or employee are for the building up of the business. Mm -hmm. Now that gets a little bit rough because in the end, it's not the, the employee necessarily who profits the most it's the owner right, of the business, right. um, but then there's there's supposed to be a fair and equitable distribution, and that if the if an employee works hard and does their job, then the business succeeds, and therefore the employee succeeds because mm-hmm. they're getting the benefit of the business succeeding, et cetera, et cetera. So there's there's a way in which it works in the economy, but like really and truly, the gift given is not just for it's not just for me. Mm-hmm. It's so that other people can can benefit and grow. But in that in that gift. God also desires that I would grow. Yeah. So the the two things are, are simultaneously active and and real, which is why, like you said, getting back to that prayer and being focused once again on the giver of the gift is so important. Mm-hmm. Because if the gift is being used in such a way that it's just for others, that it's only for the building up of of the the body, but I myself am not being built up. Yeah. Then the gift is going to die with me. Mm-hmm. Not within me but with him because mm. I'm going to get to a point where I can no longer do anything. Mm-hmm. It's not that God is, is removing the gift or God is preventing me from using the gift, but I will, I will run out of steam. 
Yeah. Uh, Father Dave Pavanka, the president of Franciscan University of Steubenville. It's a Ohio. very long... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Steubenville, Ohio. Yeah, let's finish it off. Uh, he gave this talk uh, that I heard this past summer about him having a moment in his life when he remembered the Lord speaking to him about him not using his gifts. Mm. He said, if you don't lose it, you're going to lose it. Like, I need you to use it. Yeah, man. And if you know anything about Father Dave Pavanka, the man is on fire. But it, it was such a convicting moment for him to recognize all of it was rooted in intimacy with the Lord. And like the Lord had called him for something. Um, and we do have to respond to God's plan in our life, too. You know, it's it's everything. The Catholic answer is everything. It's like you you want the gifts, <laughs> but you also have to be this, in intimacy with the Lord. And yeah. if you don't use it, you, you're gonna like it's 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 a lot. Yeah. But it's but it's beautiful. But the thing is, the only the only way that it's sustaining though is if you are sharing in the divine life of the Lord. That's right. That's the only way any of this is even possible. Um, and to be able to go out and and do more and to do extra. Uh, more than you can think of, it's because you are tapped into grace. You are you are allowing grace to be poured into your life, um, and grace is I don't know. It's a superpower. It, it really it is, is a superpower. It's, it's a divine power given. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's bring this all into a context. Okay. Okay. God, infinitely perfect and blessed in Himself, in a plan of sheer goodness, freely created man to make him share in his own blessed life. Mm -hmm. Now we could also take that very same sentence and say God, infinitely perfect and blessed in himself in a plan of sheer goodness, freely chose to take on our human flesh mm. and to be born into our humanity so that we could find in him mm. life for ourselves. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Christmas. In a very real way, this is our Christmas <laughs> episode. We've we've not had the jingle bells or any of the holly and the ivy or anything like that, and yet this is very much our Christmas show. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, these gifts that God gives to us, well, what do we see in the in the story of Christmas? The whole Christmas story is about those who come to Jesus bearing gifts, mm -hmm. and sometimes the gift is nothing more than their homage, mm. to come and reverence the Christ child. Their gift could be gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Their gift can be pa-rum-pum-pum-pum. Oh, terrible song. I hate that song. It's a terrible song. The only song I, I think I dislike more is Last Christmas. I cannot stand Mariah Carey's. Really? I cannot stand it. I cringe. But all I want for Christmas is you. It's disgusting. <laughs> I can't. I literally... I, it's, I, I'm a Grinch and I will say you, this. You I, know it's coming. You know it's going to happen. No, I've been forced to hear it. Yeah. No. So I, Ugh. last Christmas is the one that really gets me last riled Christmas, up because I it's, it's so contrary to everything that we believe about the human person. Oh wow. The it's it's, a, it's a use of the person. It's, it's entirely about using people. It's not very theology of the body. It's so anti-theology of the body. And it's like, <sighs> no, if we had a proper understanding of the human person, if we had a proper understanding of the gift of human love and human sexuality, then a song like that would never, ever be written. That's a terrible song. 
Like we would never need to even think that way. Oh, yeah. this year I'll, I'll, I'll give it to someone special. No, no, <laughs> that's, that's not what it's meant to. That's not what, like, nope. Oh, year to year we can decide how we're going to give of ourselves. No, we, we, we give of ourselves with, with generosity, but we give of ourselves because the person to whom we are giving ourselves is worthy of that gift. And because the person to whom we are giving ourselves has in, in like manner returned that gift of self to us by giving themselves to us completely in a, in a relationship that is free and total and committed and faithful. Like how on earth do we get to this point? It's, it's a disaster. The only other one that's like even worse is Mary. Did you know? Because yes, she did. <laughs> yes, she did. I she did knew. Send it. I sent you sent it me you. that and it was great. Mary freaking knew. And <laughs> I thought that it was great. It is a new advent yes. hymn, Mary freaking knew. Mary knew. Did no she one knew. read Luke 1? Just exactly. And that's the thing. It, it's, she it's sang such a, whole a popular song. song about it. But you're like, no just one... read the Bible. Honestly. Just read the story of, of the Annunciation, and you're gonna find out that yes, Mary knew. Anyway, okay. Who popularized Let, that song? I don't care. But let's <laughs> let's let's pause. Let's not criticize all of the Christmas yeah, music. Yeah, but then Pentatonics version of it. It's still terrible. I know. Because look. It's okay. so heretical. Remember we, t- well, remember we talked about source material and everything. It doesn't really matter how creative somebody gets with something. So like the Grinch, the Jim Carrey Grinch was wonderful because they got really creative. They brought in new elements and they did some things. It's a great movie. Yeah. But as much as we can say that, there's lots of stuff there that just isn't part of the Grinch story. So you could have people who are doing something musically that's really talented. But when the lyrics are speaking something that isn't true, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it sounds great. It's very talented. But the song itself is still a problem. Yeah. So. Okay, we're done with that. Uh, you're done Wanna with come, that. Done it was, with once again, it's you. It's not me. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is like your third thing. <laughs> My big rant. Okay, no, but let, let's put this all in context. <laughs> that God gives these gifts, right? God gives these gifts to us yeah. freely. Yeah. God gives these gifts to us infinitely. He wants to pour out all these gifts to us. Well, in in the Christmas story, we, we see that the the shepherds, the wise men, they come to Jesus bearing their gifts. They come with the the little that they have or the greatness that they have, but it's in bringing their gifts back to the source, Mm -hmm. to the one who is the giver of all good gifts that they receive. And so we read that the the three kings go home by another way. Yes. And it's not just because they've been warned by the angel, but they go home by another way because the encounter with Jesus Christ has changed them. Mm -hmm. It has transformed their lives. And so it's not just by another way, meaning a different road. Mm -hmm. It's they go home changed and different it's it's that's also included in the sense of of what's being said there and so at christmas our encounter with jesus christ is not just about getting the gift and receiving the gift that is jesus born in the manger Mm -hmm. it's also about returning to him the gifts that he has given to us so that they can be strengthened and transformed Mm. you know how have you been preparing for advent um that's a good question. The The Advent meditation for me, I think, has been most of all focused on just the idea that first Jesus announces the coming. Like first we, we were reminded mm-hmm. of the fact, <clears throat> get ready, he's coming soon. Then we move into that, I, I, most of my, most of my preparation in these different seasons comes scripturally from what we're reading in the liturgy. Mm-hmm. Right. So then we hear John the Baptist calling us to repentance mm-hmm. and then that, that real transformation of life. So one of the little things I did uh, the other day, I, I had a day off and I actually took most of the day off, oh. which I don't often do. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually took most of the day and taking most of the day, I purged a whole bunch of stuff and I cleaned and it was like, 
the outward expression of the Advent season for me. Mm. If this is a time of preparation and making a place, making a space, mm-hmm. I got rid of a lot of clutter. Mm-hmm. Not on my desk. Don't, I was gonna don't say. think for a minute when you walk into my office that that my desk in any way reflects this purge. I was like, oh, okay. But I got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. I've had a whole a whole bunch of things that I've been planning to <laughs> to either throw away or or donate or something just to to clear out things that I no longer need. Mm-hmm. And and I actually had the time to do it. And I was able to dedicate some time to it. And and I was able to get rid of some stuff that has just been like accumulating and sitting there. No joke. There was a a sticky note from two years ago that was like stuck to the bottom of something that I didn't even realize was there. And when I was moving things around and cleaning, I found this sticky note. I just felt like a dope that this thing that is obviously so important that I had to keep the sticky note that it was on because there's nothing more eternal than a sticky note. But there it was. I'm like, this, this is insane. What's wrong with me? Uh, but it was, oh, it was wow. really helpful. And it's funny because since doing that, I go into my room and I just feel a sense of clarity. Mm-hmm. Like things are where they're supposed to be now. And there's mm-hmm. less stuff around. Do you know uh, Jordan B. Peterson? Yes. He says, Man, if you want to start getting your lives in order, the first thing he tells them to do is clean their room. Yeah, clean up. Just clean your room it's, and it's, make your bed. It's real simple. Mm-hmm. It's real, real simple. So anyway, I, I think for the the Advent preparation, it's it's sort of that getting ready, the repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had a chance to go to confession in Advent, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to go once more before Christmas gets here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's on the list of things to do. Uh, but that that just that opportunity, taking taking advantage of that that chance to. Um, just to prepare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's amazing how um, repentance makes room. Oh, so much room. It makes room, so much room for the gift and the and the divine life of the Lord. That's something we're going to talk about for next week's episode. Oh, well, I'm not, yeah. not going to get into it then. Yeah. All right. I, I got an idea for that. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. But I... I like I like how you, you began this with just the start of the catechism start of everything well just the the way that the catechism begins it it puts a context to everything that we believe Mm -hmm. all the different teachings of the church everything that's going to flow from that it all flows from the idea that god who is perfect Mm -hmm. and has a plan of sheer goodness for us creates us out of love to share in his goodness yeah to share in his plan but then more importantly just all of that plus plus this heirs of his blessed life like we are heirs so like this is our inheritance like the lord desires to give this to us because we were created for it and so i guess as you're approaching christmas do do we realize in our hearts that we are approaching our inheritance like that means something. Am I in a place to receive this? Yeah. Well, and our inheritance is Christ himself. Exactly. Our inheritance is to, is to have this intimate union with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. God so loves us that he desires to come to us. Yeah. That he desires to, to unite himself to us. So he, he takes on our human flesh. He takes on that frail humanity and he wants to be with us. That's the inheritance. Mm It's fantastic. It is. Yes. That's all I got. All right. Well, Paula. <laughs> well, Father. Thanks Sam. very much. Yes. Merry Christmas. Oh, and Happy New Year. No, not Happy I'm, New Year yet. I'm Next kidding. week is Happy New Year. This week is <laughs> this week is Merry Christmas. I know. We're not Feliz jumping Navidad. ahead. Today. Feliz Navidad. He's local, you know. Who? Jose Feliciano. 
From where? Westport. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now you would know that. Yeah. I wouldn't know that. He's from Westport. Oh. It's a really annoying song sometimes. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's not terrible, Look, but. I don't think he's complaining. Because <laughs> hey. that royalty check is coming in every year. <laughs> he's doing just fine. And I give him a ton of credit for it. Honestly, that's true. It's he great. He really, he did well. Wait, so like he lives in Westport? Yeah. Did he grow up? I don't know where he grew up, but, oh, um, but okay. he, he lives there. I yeah. mean, with all that royalty coming in from that song, that's, that's a nice place yeah. to live. Well, he often does music, um, especially at Christmas time over at Assumption in, in Westport. These are things I did yeah. not no, he's, know. He's, he's, very, he's very sincere in his faith and, and, and generous with his time. Yeah, he's, he's a really good guy. Yeah. I've, not, I've not met him personally, I was but gonna this ask. is like okay. everybody talks about. He's just like a really sincere, good man. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Jeff Cavins, Jose Feliciano. We're talking about great people today. <laughs> Paolo, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, and, uh, Father I'll see Sam. you next week. I'll see you next week. Thank you.